MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, January 28th, 2020. Today, Bolton's book outline leaks from the NSC. Trump threatens Adam Schiff in a tweet. Republican Mike Braun hopes Trump learns a lesson. Pompeo is caught in a lie, and the impeachment trial continues. I'm your host, AG, and with me today is Jordan Coburn. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. We both have... Bad throats. Throat problems today. Yes. So you're welcome, America. Yeah. You get to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> how are you doing? You feeling better? Yeah. Good. You know, ish. Yeah. Got oh. the throat thing, but that's okay. Throats. Throats. Well, I'm Plus glad to have you back. I was Me too. By myself yesterday, it was weird. I was like, here's a joke. No <laughs> oh, Okay. God. And what about this joke? Ha ha. No? All right. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just odd. See, people seemed to think it was okay, but I was like, I was felt really weird about it. <laughs> so I was like, tell me if it was all right, you know. Yeah. No, your, it is weird. I need your approval of me by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was fine. And so, um, and thank you for covering me while I took a couple of days this week. Um some self-care and some safety uh, care. So that was very helpful for you to cover for me for that. Of course. um, We have a lot of news today. Oh, my God. So I recorded these shows yesterday, and then bam, 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 bam. It was like I was on an Iraqi airbase. Just the news just kept raining, uh, raining down. And I can't. I can't even believe it. And, and like, I'm trying to go on Twitter and explain this, and people are like, it's no big deal. It's not. I don't know know what you're so... How much news? You're trying to explain the gravity of how much it is? The gravity of the stories that dropped and how much of it there was. And, again, sorry, it didn't make it into yesterday's shows. (laughs) It came out by, like, both of these stories, and I know you know what I'm talking about, just Mm -hmm. dropped right after, and I'm like, ow. But we do have those stories today, so let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, quick impeachment update. Today was weird um first of all they had ken Starr come in mm-hmm. and explain uh he was their uh harbinger of unnecessary impeachments which is hilarious yes it is and then they bring in pam bondy to discuss money fraud yep and corruption yep <laughs> because she's got a lot of experience, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I mean, after the Ken Starr thing and then her, I'm like, okay, are they going to bring Ivanka on to talk about nepotism mm-hmm. next? Because what the fuck? Yeah. Like, they're just fucking with us now, right? Seems like it. Um, and Ted Cruz had some stuff to say about, you know, the referendum uh, on the Bidens today and how that's the central, the key to this whole trial. And it's got nothing to do with it. I mean, unless you talk, unless you can, I mean, investigating the Bidens was one of the things that was part of the quid pro quo that he conditioned aid and White House Mm -hmm. meetings on. But other than that, you know, uh, they I was sitting there listening to them go on and on about Biden. And uh, and I was like, you know what? They're doing this for the election. The Iowa caucuses are three weeks away. Mm -hmm. And then not an hour later, Joni Ernst comes out and says, ha ha, I'm really interested to see how well Joe Biden does in Iowa after that presentation. Like, admitted to it. Yeah. Just right out in public. Uh, 
And after the first hour of, or so, um, the defense entered InfoWars territory, <laughs> mostly starting with Bondi and her presentation on, on the Bidens. Um, Bolton was totally ignored. Um, the 600-pound mustache in the room was totally went just unmentioned. Um, and they just went on presenting a month's-old case. Yep. Like... No new stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, la-la-la-la-la. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the phone call. It's perfect. Um, nothing else matters. Yeah. The Bidens. It was definitely a don't a don't say mole. Mole, mole, mole. Yeah. Like Bolton the whole time. Mole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bolton. <laughs> Bolton, Bolton, Bolton. <laughs> now we gotta do that. <laughs> That's rad. <laughs> and it works too, Bolton. Um, yeah, totally just... Like it didn't even, like it didn't exist, um, and I feel like the last two or three hours were just for Trump, really, and his base. You know, like everyone was saying it's red meat for his base. I don't know why it's red meat, mm. not pork. Um, red meat for his base. Um, but uh, just a bunch of conspiracy theories, a lot of lies, a lot of assumptions, yeah. um, a lot of stupid language, just those talking points mm-hmm. that you know feel like a thorn. Um, they brought. They brought out the tape of Obama belittling Romney about his comment that Russia was our number one geopolitical threat. I think that was specifically geared to get Romney mad at Obama. Yeah, it's like, what does that even have to do with any of this right now? I mean, it's like Romney was pretty prescient on that. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, and we all admit that freely. Like, oops. Right, exactly. But tell me how Obama is involved in any of this at all. I was waiting for the tan suit. Yeah. You know, right, and, the, right. and the gray poupon or yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like you said, something to, yeah, maybe, I don't know, get in Romney's headers. I don't know. That's so fucking dumb. It's weird. And and then they- It's they, not even Ukraine. It's well, like Russia, right? Yeah, they were talking so about Russia. Yeah. And so then, like, then they led that into sort of Obama not giving lethal aid to Ukraine and Trump giving lethal aid to mm-hmm. Ukraine. Uh, and then the idea that Biden was trying to get Shokin fired to help his son, who worked on the board of Burisma. And that's totally a conspiracy theory. It's been debunked 10 ways to Sunday. The entire Western world, the World Bank, the IMF, the EU, Republican senators sitting in that room today even wanted this guy fired. Anti-corruption policymakers wanted him gone. And, and Shokin already had an investigation open on Burisma before Biden even got there and found nothing. Even Tom Bossert, Trump's uh, former Homeland Security advisor, said this is a conspiracy theory. And Fiona Hill testified to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on top of that, the point isn't even was there any sort of wrongdoing happening between Hunter Biden and Burisma or Joe Biden. The issue is did he offer a quid pro quo to Zelensky? And the answer is yes. And that is the issue. It doesn't matter. None of it even matters. No. And yes, sure, there's issues with Biden's son working for Burisma and making a million dollars a year while while Biden was vice president. Mm-hmm. Anyone's free to make that criticism. Sure. Mm-hmm. But if it was such a big goddamn deal, why didn't the Republican majority congressional committees open an investigation into it? Mm-hmm. They really liked investigations. Yes, yes, they did. They chose to put all their investigation eggs in one other shitty basket. In a, in a Benghazi basket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the basement bunkers with the private depositions that yep. they started. Those were their rules. Yep. Um, so, you know, I don't even understand if, if, if it was fine 
If it wasn't investigatable in 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, it's not a thing until 2019 when Joe Biden is running for president. So suspicious. No, mm-hmm. slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's nothing to mention. Absolutely nothing. Like you said, it has nothing to do with impeachment unless their defense is actually that it's totally legal to ask for foreign governments to mm-hmm. announce investigations into your political rivals, Yep, which seems to be their defense now. Mm-hmm. In fact, the entire Republican defense used to be only about the process, right? The sham skiff bunker dungeon of doom and the <laughs> lies about how no Republicans could go in there and how Democrats handsome and gave them noogies and swirlies <laughs> and how it was all a rubber stamp kangaroo court. <laughs> Uh, and they may have modified their scene. <laughs> it's, it's... They'd like you to believe it is. Somebody should draw that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I think they modified their defense to asking for investigations is okay once they saw the Bolton book mm-hmm. outline. Mm-hmm. They were like, fuck. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But the thing is, is that, uh, and you're going to cover this, I don't think the senators, the senators didn't have a heads up about the Bolton book, did no. they? That's so great. And the um, White House had it a month ago. <laughs> Such a good schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one talked about why Trump was obsessed with the Biden issue in Ukraine and nothing else. Uh, it seemed he used this trial to take hits at Joe Biden, like I said, politically. And, and of course, Joni Ernst, like I said, confirmed that for me. Uh, and not to mention all the nepotism talk just makes me think of, you know, like Ivanka and her Chinese trademarks. And, or not to mention like how her clothing company was exempt from Trump's tariffs on mm-hmm. China. Yep. And she put up order for 140,000 pairs of shoes to be made in a Chinese factory. Nice. And, and then we have Trump going after Schiff in a threatening tweet Sunday morning, saying shifty Adam Schiff is a corrupt politician and probably a very sick man. He has not paid the price yet for what he has done to our country. Why did it stop talking like a fucking mob guy? Why? <laughs> Why does he keep doing that shit? Oh, I hate it. <laughs> so he has not paid the price. What price? Exactly. How much is it? I'll write you a check if you <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's do a fundraiser. Let's do a Kickstarter. Yeah. What is the price? <laughs> I guess like not getting reelected, maybe. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of any options that are not as mobby as that makes it sound. It's gross. Uh, you know, it's about, you know, the Jovanovic stuff, take her out, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the, he, he does. It's gross. Yeah. That's also like basically trying to get violence sort of of some kind whatever it be like violence emotional political social just like it's not good it's saying he's he has something coming to him that he has not gotten yet and uh balls in everyone else's court i guess to make him pay that's basically what that shit sounds like yeah it was like when he did the second amendment hillary comment and and when he incites violence at his mm-hmm. um, his little hate rallies that he does yeah saying people didn't get roughed up enough and stuff yeah or tells cops you know don't be yeah. gentle with people when you put them in the back of your car just whatever it is it's just it's ugly and stupid and yes it. it is i don't like it nope. uh, but he knows that you know he's probably just pushing our buttons but mm-hmm. he's gonna go through some stuff right <sighs> wasn't that what he said about yeah he's already going, she's going through going stuff your past and it's not looking good buddy <laughs> <laughs> he's going through that bolton book outline <laughs> we'll be right back with that news right after this break after these messages we'll be right back 
everybody, it's AG. This episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Helix Sleep. Recently, I found myself waking up on the wrong side of the bed with a sore back. And I thought at first I was getting too little sleep or maybe too much sleep, but I didn't realize it was the mattress that was the problem. And if you have issues with your sleep, it could be your conscious, but it could also be your mattress um, if you're not Donald Trump. So don't wait until your back is sore and you're falling asleep at work. Instead, check out Helix Sleep now. Helix Sleep has a quiz, takes just two minutes to complete, and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress. So it's customized just for you. Whether you're a side sleeper or a hot sleeper, I'm a hot sleeper. Or if you like a soft or a firm bed with Helix, there's no more confusion and no more compromising. Um, no more average mattresses. Helix Sleep was even awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Jordan, you have one. You love it. Yeah, it's seriously my favorite. Yeah. I love it. I don't have... It, yeah, it's the best. I can't say enough good things about it that I sincerely, sincerely mean. Yep. And so, uh, uh, Mandy's got one too. I've got... It, it's just seriously like... This sounds trite but it's like sleeping on a cloud it's yes. so awesome mm-hmm. uh, and i don't have those pressure points so i don't get the soreness that i would get with my old mattress uh and you just you can check it out too go to helixsleep.com slash daily beans take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life i swear to god and they have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free they'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it but you will i promise so they're offering up to 125 dollars off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash daily beans that's Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Daily Beans for up to $125 off. All right, so here it is, the most insane news of 2020 so far. I know it's still only January, but <laughs> it's. And I'm sure it'll get crazier mm-hmm. as time goes on. But this dropped, like I said, right after we recorded both shows yesterday. And that's the leak of John Bolton's book outline for from the National Security Council. Uh, and we think it came from the National Security Council. He, he circulated it amongst other associates, according to Maggie Haberman at the New York Times, who has a lot of friends inside the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, here are some highlights from the New York Times piece, now corroborated by the Washington Post, by the way. So Bolton confirmed the quid pro quo uh, in, in the New York Times, quote, Trump told Bolton in August... Uh, that he wanted to continue freezing $391 million in security assistance to Ukraine until officials there helped with investigations into Democrats, including the Bidens. Um, Pompeo acknowledged privately, uh, according to, to the book outline, that there was no basis to claims by Giuliani that the ambassador to Ukraine, Yovanovitch, was corrupt and believed Giuliani may have been acting on behalf of other clients. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> fraud guarantee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guaranteed fraud. Uh, that's their tagline. Yet for some reason, he's still so loyal to all of these lies that he yells at reporters. So essential consulting is fucking essential. Mm-hmm. And fraud guarantee, guaranteed fraud. That's, I think, how I yep. think how that one goes. Um, let's see what else. Bolton described Trump's private disparagement of Ukraine. Uh, Bolton says he raised concerns about Giuliani with Barr because he was pursuing a shadow Ukraine policy encouraged by Trump. And he told Barr that Trump mentioned him on the call to Zelensky, uh, though Barr denies learning about the call from Bolton. Hmm. So now that totally implicates Barr in this thing, and he needs to recuse himself. Yeah, I didn't learn it from Bolton. I knew it was coming the whole time. I was I was a drafter of the plan. I was on the call in the <laughs> other room. I had the receiver. Um, <laughs> uh, and let's see, what else? Uh, Bolton says Mulvaney was present for at least one call where Trump and Rudy discussed Yovanovitch. Yet Mulvaney says he would always step away f- when Trump was on the phone to protect their attorney-client privilege. That's not how you do that, by the way. 
not listening to illegal conversations isn't protecting attorney-client privilege. That's covering the ass of your client that you know is saying illegal shit that yeah. you don't want to hear. And and yourself, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's basically like <laughs> yeah. so you're not ethically in the in you know, <laughs> yeah. in, a, <laughs> in a bind. Another very mobby thing. Yes, it is. Just close your eyes and shut your ears. Yeah, <laughs> not, I'm not hearing this. Mm-hmm. La la. Oh my god. Um. Bolton says during a May 23rd meeting where Senator Ron Johnson briefed him uh, about their trip to Kiev for mm-hmm. the inauguration. That was when, you know, Rick Perry and the three amigos went. Mm-hmm. Ron Johnson was there. Talked about the Zelensky inauguration. During that meeting, Trump apparently railed against Ukraine trying to damage his reputation, uh, saying, you know, Ukraine is out to get me. And then <laughs> mentioned a conspiracy theory about ha- the hacked Democratic server. Mm-hmm. And so he's just got Giuliani in his ear feeding him these conspiracy theories, and he believes it. Mm-hmm. Um, the New York Times, which, by the way, if they had any credibility whatsoever, they would have been brought up on the Senate floor by the by Trump's legal team. Yeah. Um, the New York Times says that perhaps the book outline gave Trump's lawyers insight into what he would say if he testified. Yeah, no shit. Uh, like I said, I think that explains why there was such a huge push privately to keep Bolton from testifying. Uh, in fact, some White House advisors have floated the idea of getting a restraining order to stop him from speaking. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Does, do restraining orders work like that? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I think so you have to either. file a lawsuit and get a gag or you have to seek an order from the court or something like that. And I don't I don't think Trump can do that in this case. Uh, I don't think he can petition to put a stay on a testimony until he, he can sue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he finds a way, he will. But more than likely, he's going to assert executive privilege mm-hmm. and or the um, whatever those NDAs that they all had to sign. He he, he had a special one. Um, he didn't sign like the, you know, the low level, whatever right. NDA. A higher, higher yeah. security. Special, you know. More important guy, mustache NDA. Yes. Uh, And they also say here, quote, Bolton would like to testify for several reasons. He believes he has relevant information. And he also expressed concern that if his account of the Ukraine affair emerges only after the trial, he will be accused of holding back to increase his book sales. You already are, buddy. That is 100 (laughs) percent what everyone feels right now. (laughs) Oh, you picked up on that, did you? Yeah. (laughs) How uh, astute of you. Yes. Uh, and now this part is interesting. They go back to focus on the August meeting where Bolton confirms the quid pro quo. But now they add a second one. Uh, quote, Trump focused on theories Giuliani shared with him. He preferred sending no aid to Ukraine until officials had turned over all materials they had about the Russia probe that related to Biden and Ukrainian Clinton supporters. Unquote. Hmm. So that's a whole different quid pro quo mm-hmm. uh, than has come up than yes, has come is. up with the 2016 election interference and the Bidens. Uh, but this turning over all materials they had about the Russia investigation related to Mr. Biden and supporters of Clinton in Ukraine, that's an all-new insane conspiracy theory I haven't heard yet. Right. Not even from Giuliani. So this is like the Andrea Chalupa stuff. Um, yeah. Wait, Alex. Alexandra. Right? Alex um, is, is it? Chalupa? Andrea, yeah, that's, that's yeah. her name. Yeah, yeah. Andrea Chalupa is who we had on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Her and her sister is But it's Alex. but it's part of that theory of, of getting like the dirt into Manafort, that that whole idea that Ukraine and people that were like sympathizers to the Clinton campaign. Well somehow Biden and Clinton themselves are behind the Trump Russia investigation. Hmm. I haven't heard this one yet. Me neither. So so this wasn't just about money for investigations into his political rivals, but now he's also about getting foreign evidence against Hillary and Biden 
probably so we can launch a domestic investigation into them to discredit the Russian election interference with the ultimate goal of lifting those sanctions on Russia. I mean, that's everything ends up there. You know, the six degrees of lifting sanctions is pretty mm-hmm. much um, is the name of the game. And in fact, in that uh, in that statement that the Department of Justice had to put out after Barr was named in the July 25th call, uh, the Department of Justice said they were investigating Ukraine's role in the Russia investigation, and they had received materials from non-government unspecified Ukrainians. Hmm. Just well. <laughs> a bunch of Igors mm-hmm. and Levs. Yeah. Oh, God. How do they even... So now, do you think Congress has a duty to look into that? Well, we've got a couple of things now. Uh, it, it's sort of the, like I said, it's the 600-pound mustache in the room. It's the elephant in the room right now in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's like, w- while they're watching this month-old presentation, then they're out in the halls talking about talking about this. Um, Republican response to Bolton uh, I think what is going to happen is they're going to talk about this quid pro quo it's not the same as the other one Uh, and in this one Trump is demanding materials for a proper investigation and so they'll try to legitimize it Mm -hmm. by using this which is of course it's bullshit but be prepared for that a good response is that this conspiracy theory quid pro quo is in addition to the other quid pro quo it's not like oh no this is what it was really about Mm -hmm. because he does Bolton does uh, clarify and say that he was withholding the 391 million in aid for investigations into the Biden and into Biden's in 2016 Um, the book publishers it it bothers me that they've had this the book publishers have known this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's an interesting question do they have any sort of duty to come to anybody with that information or can they even they probably can't Probably not. Yeah, I imagine there's like some legal documents they sign with the publishee or person that wrote the shit. Yeah, that you can't come out with what's going to be in the book until the book is out, right? Because then you're going to suppress sales or whatever. (laughs) God, your fucking books. Mm -hmm. All these people and their goddamn books. (laughs) I love some of them. I love some of the books. Oops, like um, McCabe, for example. Great book. Mm -hmm. Great book. But then someone like this, dude, just fucking talk. Just talk to Congress first. No one cares about your book. <laughs> if you're going to say the same stuff to Congress that you say in your book, just leave the book. Just, just. You could write a book that people will forget about in a year, or you can make history. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Your book that's only—it's only containing stuff that Congress is ultimately going to get anyway, and yeah. then everybody is going to be talking about that, like you said, for the the point that it's relevant, and then it will just, yeah, it'll just be this book. That everyone, I guess it's more information about I mean, I'm not it, buying which... your fucking book. They'll tell me what's in it, so yeah. I'm, I'm not buying <laughs> yes. your stupid-ass book. I'm not giving you any money. Yes. Who does he, I wonder who's going to, I mean, it's probably going to be people like us that have just been following, even though we say we're not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy people it. People like us would buy it. Uh, yeah, I can yeah. understand people. I wouldn't shame anybody for buying it. Right, right, right. Totally. And I, I understand mustache maintenance is probably expensive. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, hey, buy it if you want to buy it. I'm not going to. If you have a free Audible credit, use your free credit. Mm, mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> I wonder if he reads it. Oh. Oh. Read it. You should have the guy who voiced Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> now, I'll say, I'll say, uh, there was a quid pro quo, son. <laughs> oh, that book takes 50 hours to read. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. <laughs>
Okay. Um, yeah, it just really bothers me that the book publishers have all this information, and mm-hmm. the Senate doesn't, and the American public doesn't. Yeah, same. I mean, we do now, but we right. don't. But we don't have the manuscript of the book. What if that just oops fell out of somebody's bag onto the uh oh, into the New York Times, into Maggie Haberman's hands, which mm-hmm. is likely where it would end up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thinking about who leaked this, right? Everyone's like, oh, who leaked it? Who leaked it? Well, Bolton said they only sent a copy to the National Security Council for vetting, so that they could get the White House to you know okay the book. Uh, some people are uh, speculating that the White House wasn't going to approve it. And right. so that's, I wouldn't think they would. And so that's why it was leaked. Um, but the, this was for the National Security Council. The turnover there is insane. It would be hard to pin anyone down. I do remember, though, remember this from last week, Andrew Peake, uh, the director who was escorted off the White House grounds unceremoniously mm-hmm. for allegedly oh, losing yeah. his phone to a Russian hooker, right? Security oh, yeah. issues. Sounds a little made up hmm. now, doesn't it? Hmm. Uh, anyway, but you know, not maybe not. There's a lot of Russian honeypots out there trying to get, I guess, t- 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 Andrew Peak. I don't know. <laughs> okay, um, but you know, he and another Russia advisor were ousted last week. I can't help but wonder if the two are connected somehow. Because Peak took over for Tim Morrison, who took over for Fiona Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vinman reported directly to him. Um. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But I. Th- th- but this news is is huge. I've got a lot of doom lords on Twitter saying, "Who cares? It won't make a difference." Oh, we got him <laughs> again. Uh. But this is big news, and and here's why. Currently, sixty nine percent of Republicans want to hear from witnesses in the trial. Uh, the Bolton revelation will make that number go up. Mm-hmm. The court of public opinion is the the jury that matters in in this entire case right now. Fifty percent of the people want to impeach and remove him. That's a Fox News poll. Goddamn. Fifty percent Fox Ooh. News poll. Wow. That will go up with the Bolton revelations. Seventy-two percent think the president has done something wrong. That will go up. I don't like Bolton, like I said. He's a dick. But a lot of Republican senators respect him. Uh, and even if Republicans don't vote for witnesses and vote to acquit, which is the worst case scenario for us, right? Mm-hmm. That John Bolton's info came out before the vote on witnesses is huge because mm-hmm. now we can hold Republican senators accountable. We could before, but now, wow, we really can. And we will. Uh, and if they vote against witnesses now, it'll be easier to vote them out in November. And that's the worst case scenario. So take the win, mm-hmm. you know. And now all of a sudden, Vice President Pence's chief of staff, Mark Short, who? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of him. Mark Short, huh? <laughs> Very relevant fella. Uh Vice President Pence's chief of staff <laughs> put out a statement. At no time did I hear Trump tie aid to Ukraine investigations into the Biden family or Burisma. Cool. So did my mom. Cool, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, who the fuck are you? No one. This reminds me hear. of the list of a hundred women who didn't, who Kavanaugh didn't rape. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I found this list of hundred women who said I didn't rape them. Here, mm-hmm. read it and weep. You know, like. Yeah, not a very compelling case. Yeah, like I, okay, so here in, in California, we have this thing called this in La Jolla with the seals on the beach. It's mm. been a, it's been a contentious thing because uh, environmentalists want to leave the seals on the beach. Uh, La Jolla's want to have the beach. It was a kid's beach before and like people could go there and kids could play. And so they want to know if can humans and seals share the beach? Well, oh, it's a big thing. And, and at some point, the La Jolla's won. They have a lot of money up, up there. And they were going to remove the seals from the beach. And they, they, for some reason, the contract to remove the seals from the beach was like $1.8 million. Mm. And my friend Sonia and I were like, we'll do it for 
five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> and then our way of showing that we were experts at seal removal was would be just to have pictures, all of our pictures of us, and look, no seals anywhere. <laughs> right? That's what this is. Yeah. Like, okay, Vice President Mike Pence's chief of staff, Mark Short, you never heard the president say that. Mm-hmm. High five. Yeah, exactly. And that just makes it look worse. It's kind of just him coming out <laughs> being like, I'm not important and aren't in meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going to release that same statement. Yeah. <laughs> Except I heard the president do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, when I read the transcript of his perfect call. But now, yeah, that's I just think that that's hilarious. And now sources are saying Republican Senator Pat Toomey is pitching a witness swap, a Bolton for a Biden. Yesterday, I might have said yes. Today, fuck you. (laughs) Bolton's out of the bag. I dare you to vote for no witnesses now. Eat shit on your deal. If you want to investigate the Bidens, win back the House and launch a probe. Best of luck, because your joke of a trial is going to motivate more Democrats to come out and vote than I think ever in history. Yeah, they're not going to get the House back for at least another two, like eight years, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So shut up with your deal. Yep. A Bolton for a Biden. Fuck off. Yep. And and I don't understand. I, I I'm kind of really bummed out about Chief Justice Roberts, though. I'm not surprised, but he's just a lump. He's just sitting there, bump on a log. He's mm-hmm. not pro- he's not protesting to irrelevance of any of this testimony or all the lies, the lies, the absolute lies. Yeah, nothing. He's just sitting there, mm-hmm. and so I don't think he's gonna. Um, he can call witnesses. Um, he can do that himself. He can he can do a lot, but I just don't expect. Like, if somebody said, "Okay, we want to call a Joe, uh, you know Joe Biden is a witness," uh, you know, I I would hope that Roberts would say, "I'm not going to allow that. It's irrelevant." Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I just feel like he wouldn't. Anyway, yeah, I haven't heard any argument for how it would be relevant. No, yeah, it's totally relevant. Yeah, and another bomb dropped after I recorded yesterday. Remember Pompeo's interview with Mary Louise Kelly? Mm-hmm. I played a chunk of it for you all yesterday, and the story was that Pompeo, after the interview, yelled at her. Um, screamed at her for like 10 minutes, said, do you think Americans give a fuck about Ukraine? Uh, yes, we do. And then asked her to point to Ukraine on a map, and he had blank maps on him. He carries around maps with him. <laughs> uh, then, he put, <laughs> then he put out this condescending frat boy statement saying Mary Louise Kelly lied to me twice, first when she said she would only ask about Iran, uh, and then when um, he said the, the post-interview, the the coda at the interview at the end there was off the record, which Mary Louise Kelly said, I wouldn't have agreed to that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Washington Post reported last night they have emails that indicate Pompeo staff was aware that Mary Louise Kelly was going to ask Pompeo about several topics, and pom- including Ukraine. And Pompeo staff raised no concerns. Pompeo's aide wrote, just want to touch base that we still intend to keep the interview to Iran tomorrow. You know, uh, you just got back from Tehran, so we wanted to stick to Iran as a topic as opposed to jumping around. Is that something we can agree to? And Kelly responded, I am just back from Tehran and plan to start there. Also Ukraine. And who knows what else the news gods will serve up overnight. I never agree to take anything off the table. Nice. And Katie Martin wrote back, that's Pompeo's aide, totally understand. Totes understand. <laughs> you want to ask um, other topics, but just hoping we can stick to that topic for for a healthy portion of the interview. Wouldn't want to spend the interview on questions he's answered many times in the last several months. And Kelly replied, "My plan is to start with Iran. Yes, and I want to spend a healthy portion of the interview there. Iran has been my focus as of late as well." 
And yes, I would also not want to waste time on questions. He's answered many times in recent months. Mm -hmm. The end. That's it. Yeah. So she told her, Ukraine. I'm going to ask about Ukraine. And so I don't know if she didn't tell Pompeo or if Pompeo knew that and just was a dick. I'm going to go with the second one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if he's a dick no matter what. Yeah. Each each option should include that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and five Democrats on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee have written a letter to Pompeo rebuking his response to Mary Louise Kelly saying, at a time when journalists around the world are being jailed for their reporting and, as in the case of Jamal Khashoggi, killed, your insulting and contemptuous comments are beneath the office of the Secretary of State. That was from Menendez, Cory Booker, Ed Markey, Jeff Merkley, and Tim Kaine. Hell yeah. All right, we'll be right back. We've got some news on uh, SCOTUS decision and uh, the Senate being pretty much blindsided uh, by the Bolton revelation. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Embark. I am a dog mom. I have a pod dog. Her name is Olive. She was born on Christmas, Olive the other reindeer. Uh, And I wanted to know about her breed, and I also wanted to know about maybe some health concerns that I might have or any sort of inherent dog diseases and the the most important thing I did for her was to give her the Embark breed and health DNA test. That way I could learn as much as possible about her breed and lineage and how to best care for her. Over half the dogs are either at risk or a carrier of a genetic disease and the Embark breed and health DNA test screens for any potential health conditions so you have all the information you need to give your dog their best life. Embark makes it quick and easy. You just send in a simple cheek swab and they do the rest and they keep you updated and they let you know where it is in the process. Their customer service is amazing. Really easy uh, friendly website and they use the most comprehensive DNA testing on the market. They look at over a hundred times as much genetic information as the competition. That way you get the most accurate results. And they also get to make future genetic discoveries because every Embark dog brings us closer to the goal of ending preventable diseases in dogs. Embark has an exclusive offer for you. You can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com now and use promo code DAILYBEANS to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS to save. You'll be glad you did. All right, everybody, welcome back. Jordan, what do you have for us today? Republican Senator Mike Braun said on Meet the Press on Sunday that he hopes this whole impeachment thing will be instructive for Trump, assuming Trump is not removed from office. I hope he learns. Mm -hmm. Chuck Todd said, this president, as you know, he's been uh, he's going to take acquittal and think I can keep doing this. And Braun said, no, I don't think that. I think he'll put two and two together. (laughs) In this case, he was taken to the carpet. Um, he was asked if Trump regrets what he's done, and Braun said, I think he'll be instructed by what has occurred here, and certainly any individual would want to avoid whatever might need to be modified to go through this again, because the threat has already been out there that we might find something else to impeach on, which I think is a mistake, because I think we need to get back to what most Americans are interested in, the agenda. Only issue with that, buddy, is there are drastically different ideas of what this agenda is. (laughs) Um, But basically what I got from this was the phone call was not perfect. Hopefully he doesn't do something like this again. But if he does, I don't really care. That's (laughs) And we have to get back to caging children. Exactly. We've got horrible things to do. What the people care about. Yes. Have you seen the caravan, by the way? mm -hmm. They have there. There was already pretty much just made up stories about another caravan approaching right around election time again they, they oh, always come wow. up for our How, elections what a coincidence i know what a coincidence yeah. um well yeah there's that guy and i think it's like i don't know when you first read the headline it kind of seems like oh maybe this is a republican having some sort of a sobering moment but not really they're basically just saying i hope he doesn't keep doing this shit because it's annoying for me 
But aside from that, I don't really care. Uh, and then also in the news, um, we have some pretty shitty news that's coming out of the Supreme Court today after they chose to uphold Trump's efforts to make it harder for immigrants to obtain legal status if they are likely to rely on government programs. Uh, it was a five to four vote. Uh, RBG, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan all said that they wanted to leave a lower court ruling in place that had blocked this uh, enforcement, while a legal challenge, you know, would still be working its way through the courts. Um, in the past, what so ba- basically what what happened was there's there's this label of someone being um, a public charge, and public charge was known to just entail someone that was going to be relying upon like actual cash programs from the government essentially and now what trump and the department of homeland security have done is expand that definition to include essentially non-cash benefits from the government so things yeah even if like you might one day have medicaid right things like food stamps section eight things like assisted housing exactly um yeah so so that's just a huge loss. It's a huge loss for so many reasons. And this is an actual decision, right? That they this is a not a stay or an administrative function. This is like a full on. Yeah, he's allowed to just go forward. Five with to it. four decision, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, so that's just a really big loss. There's a lot of. It's a not a good not a good decision coming out of the Supreme Court today. Yeah. And so now it's anyone who would be likely to require any of that help from the government for more than 12 months in any 3-year period would be included in that. So basically you're just expected to come to this country in many cases fleeing violence and incredibly poor economic situations and you're just supposed to have the wherewithal to pick yourselves up by your fucking brand new bootstraps in this country and figure out how the fuck you're supposed to somehow find a way to live without using the programs that people who were born here and who have had a lot more privileges afforded to them overall, obviously many more than others, but it's so illogical and unfair and I really hope that there's going to be a lot of work that's done in response to this and I'm sure there will be. I can't imagine advocates just taking this as you know the end all be all on on this issue but for now it's just a bummer day bummer decision um and then back to some impeachment stuff republican senators are apparently pissed about the john bolton revelations like you were alluding to and the fact that their hands are kind of tied right now makes me so happy yeah (laughs) well because so apparently they're privately angry with the white house for basically uh putting them into a political corner is is essentially what they've done they kind of want to know a couple things. <laughs> I'm really mad at Trump for fucking up my vibes. Yes. They want to know. <laughs> Wait, weren't, didn't, was it you who wanted to appoint somebody secretary of vibes? Yeah. I love that. Yes. <laughs> that guy's mad today. Yes, <laughs> or definitely. That, whoever it is, that person. Harsh, harsh vibes. Yeah, that's just their statement today. Today, harsh. Harshed. State, of the, <laughs> state of the vibes is harsh. <laughs> Our vibes on high harsh alert. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, where they're at pretty much is they want to know when did you know all of these revelations, right? We now know it was about a month ago, apparently, is when the White House got that manuscript. And were you planning on telling us at some point or were you just going to let it kind of make its way and trickle into this chamber eventually? Yeah, because here we all were like ready to vote no on witnesses for your dumb ass. Mm-hmm. And you didn't bother to tell us Mm-mm. this. Exactly. Little- and that's exactly what the issue is. Like, especially when Bolton came out and said he would testify. That mm-hmm. would have been a perfect time to have, have the, the, the Trump legal team sit down with, with Mitch McConnell and be like, hey, bro, maybe you told Mitch and Mitch didn't tell anybody. I don't know. Mitch is like, I got this. I can keep this all under my shell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, one of the biggest issues with Bolton as as a witness is that one of the reasons Republicans are saying they don't need new witnesses, pretty much the only reason, is because there's nobody that's going to come to the table that has direct evidence of the quid pro quo. And here we are <laughs> having someone, knowledge. yes, who has firsthand knowledge and it's, they can't use the hearsay argument. They can't use the circumstantial evidence and, argument. And who isn't a criminal in the Lev Parnas sense of the word, at least. Exactly. Um, you know. Exactly. He's a respected by Republicans. Very respected by Republicans and, in that chamber, especially. Yeah. And so, you know, we hate his guts. But uh, and he's been like kind of a turd. Mm-hmm. Um, just that was like sort of his vibe, like for his whole career, like people, he just rubs people the wrong way. Like yeah. people just don't like him. <laughs> it's on all sides. Yeah. It's like turn the punch bowl. I think my mom used to say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, do dookie in the pool and <laughs> <laughs> just to poop. He's just poop with a mustache and he's just like, nobody's ever, but like, again, he's not like a, you know, people are worried about the credibility of like Lev Parnas and and uh, people were worried about the credibility of Cohen mm-hmm. and Rick Gates mm-hmm. uh, because these are criminals. Right. And and so now, you know, when when they were like because we used to make fun of that, like, oh, whenever they would be like, oh, he's a criminal. He's, you know, well, he's your guy. Mm-hmm. And and find me a not criminal to testify against Trump. Well, here's one. Now, you could argue. Yeah, I guess so. That kind of yeah, that sounds like a you problem, doesn't it? If you can't produce anyone that's not also associated with crime, it's like that's not really our issue. We got to take something from these people. But yeah, I, I think that he's only going to enhance the argument to have new witnesses, and I, I'm feeling kind of confident, dare I say, that it, they'll they will not be successful in blocking that vote because they only need four right and i and i feel like they can get four from this especially <laughs> since it's bolton like you said well the podcasts like i said they have said they've predicted trump will be removed from office all right i trust him um and you know the bolton thing stopped that happened and they looked at me like eh? and i was like hey <laughs> i'm and you know because i still think uh uh, I I thought yesterday we weren't going to get witnesses. The Bolton thing drops. I think we're going to get witnesses, but I think they're still going to vote to acquit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think so too. I'm with you. That's what I. That's my. That's pre- that's my non-feline prediction. But that's in flux, and the podcasts disagree. They, they're very <laughs> confident about their. Dis- they're very optimistic. Um, we have some good news, so stick around for that. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by Root Insurance. I am tired of bad drivers. The other day I was in traffic. I saw someone eating a bowl of cereal while driving. Seriously. And it wasn't even Cap'n Crunch, but I'm okay. The only thing that makes me matter is when bad drivers 
make me overpay on car insurance. And that's why I'm so glad I found Root Insurance, because Root can save you a bunch of cash just because they assess rates differently than other companies. Root Insurance has developed a mobile app that measures driving behavior instead of basing your car insurance rate on your credit score or your age or your gender or your zip code. They base rates primarily on how you drive. By removing bad drivers from the equation, Root saved a good drivers up to 52% in 2019. And there's a reason why Root has been featured in Forbes and TechCrunch and Wired, Washington Post, Fortune Magazine, everywhere. Uh, because in 2019, Root was the fastest growing direct insurance company in the United States. And they're the world's first, mobile first, car insurance company. Their insurance card is available right from your phone. And if you get into an accident, you can file a claim directly in the app. It's car insurance made easy. They take all the heavy lifting out of it for you. And their rates are based primarily on how you drive, not who you are. All you have to do is download the Root Insurance app, drive normally for a few weeks during the Root test drive, and see how much you can save. Don't wait. Give Root a try. Head to your app store and download the Root Insurance app and sign up in less than a minute to start your test drive today. That's Root, R-O-O-T. Again, download the Root app today or visit joinroot.com to learn more and see how much you could save. Root reserves the right to refuse to quote any individual a premium rate for the insurance advertised herein. Savings based on national reviews reported by actual customers. Form number one, not available in all states. This product is not available in California. All right, everybody, time for some good news for change. Uh, former First Lady Michelle Obama won her first Grammy last night uh, for her book, uh, Spoken Word Album. It, mm-hmm. was her, it was her book reading. She read her book, Becoming. Uh, spent more time on the number one slot at the New York Times. It's been there the longest since I think the last one up there was uh, that, that long was Fifty Shades of Grey in 2012. Um, it's the third Grammy win for the Obamas. Uh, Barack has two for his books, Dreams of My Father and The Audacity of Hope. Hell yeah. Uh, as a reminder, Trump does not have a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> or, a Nobel, or a Nobel, or an Emmy, or an Oscar, or a Tony, mm-hmm. or the popular vote. But he did get an impeachment, so good for him. Yeah. I'm Time- sure he has like a gold-covered funnel somewhere in his house. <laughs> Funnel? Close enough. Is that what the awards look like? Yeah, the old Victrola, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's got an oil funnel. Yeah. It's painted gold sideways <laughs> with a dog. I don't know. All the better to piss onto beds with. <clears throat> I, I know that wasn't him. Golden showers. Yeah. I'm a germaphobe. I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's time for a little shot before I do. Schadenfreude. Okay, so this isn't going to sound like schadenfreude at first, but stick with me because it gets better. Trump tweeted about the Bolton book uh, saying he never, uh, he, he, he remembers that conversation. He never told Bolton any of that during that conversation. Uh, and I'm not sure if Trump realizes what a fucking idiot he is for, for tweeting this because, you know, the White House is still maintaining the president can block Bolton from testifying on the grounds of privilege, presidential privilege. Uh, well, we'll see how if that holds up because bad news you just tweeted publicly about the conversation saying it was false and that waves your privilege ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> is that real yeah hell yeah that's fucking real so suck it i love that <laughs> i know it's so great just one step closer mm-hmm. thank and, you trump for opening your mouth it always winds up being better for us <laughs> uh and i hate to put susan collins in the good news block but she just released this statement and this kind of goes to what you were saying earlier She said, from the beginning, I've said that in fairness to both parties, the decision on whether or not to call witnesses should be made uh, after both the House managers and the president's attorneys have had the opportunity to present their cases. I've always said that I was likely to vote to call witnesses, just as I did in the Clinton trial. The reports about John Bolton's book strengthen the case for witnesses and have prompted a number of conversations among my colleagues. So do I trust anything she says ever? No. Uh, But 
you know, she's saying there's conversations among her colleagues. Um, if she's serious, this could be the turning point, like you said. And again, the podcasts believe he'll be removed. I don't think so. I don't think we can get 20 Republicans. I think the white horse hasn't left the stable. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but strapped to the top of a car right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> it's away from Utah. Um, but, you know, even if they're relieved that they finally have an off-ramp, like maybe Republicans, because, you know, I'm thinking to myself, maybe Republicans are like, this is it. This is how I can get off the Trump train without looking stupid because Bolton, you know, mm-hmm. this is my way. Mm-hmm. This is my, I can hitch a ride with Bolton off of the Trump fucking highway. Yeah, there are so many people they could have hitched rides with, but But I here's guess. the thing, and, and, and Terry Canefield put, put this really eloquently in a, in a Twitter thread. I'm probably not going to do it any justice, but she she is right, I think, when she says the minute you take that off-ramp, you effectively kill the Republican Party. It's going to splinter into two factions, uh, the, you know, establishment Republicans mm-hmm. uh, or Reagan Republicans, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. and Trump supporters. Yeah. And once you s- splinter that party, I don't know if there's any coming back from it. It would be the end of the uh, of the GOP. Yeah. The, the I mean, that's what party. I thought was happening with, like, the Tea Party. I thought that was going to be the, the split, but it wasn't. They still prevailed so but i agree with this there was no there wasn't an impeachment proceeding going on when the tea party came around i mean i'd like to think that the republicans could you know abandon trump and still be a party but if you lose trump supporters Mm -hmm. i mean it's only 18 percent of america but it's that's still a large voting block yeah and do they need to become independents now, or do you think they retain the title Republican, even though effectively there's two parties functioning under the same title? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, those kind of changes take a long time. You right. Know? Like a mosh, mm-hmm. how, where he's gone. I wonder if people, if this is enough to get people to just be like, oh, fuck all of this. Probably, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not yet. I hope so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and and then it's I, I I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the death of the Republican Party, mm-hmm. or at least the cleaving of it, to make it as small as it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know we don't have a parliamentary system of government. We we don't have ranked choice voting. We don't really we have this binary system that's just uh, you know it sucks. And we have the electoral college, which is stupid, and we mm-hmm. have gerrymandering, which is now fine with the Supreme Court. And and so it's like mm, you know, but we have to get in there. We've got to do something in November. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the show. Any final thoughts? Woohoo! Uh, hang in there. I wish I had more good news, but I don't. Yeah. Um. No, I. I don't think I do have any any final thoughts other than uh, yeah. Keep keep being positive. Keep pushing for your candidate. Yeah. Primaries are right around the corner. Yeah, and we're we'll be doing that privately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be doing my pushing my candidates privately yeah. on my Facebook. I support everybody right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for Gabbard, but yeah, um, you know, and and follow us privately, and we'll do we'll do that all day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think, uh, I think for this pod, we're just going to be saying the positive things and endorsing the Democrat mm-hmm. <laughs> in twenty twenty. Uh, but we'll be there. I'll be there. Whoever it is, I'll be out there knocking on doors and and phone banking and and making it real. Yep. Whoever it is, 100% behind him. Yes. Um, I have a final thought. Um, I just wanted to say that, like, my heart goes out to Kobe Bryant and his family uh, and his loved ones and the other nine people that were on the helicopter and, and 
the Angelinos are, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody's just so devastated right now. So heart out to them. And then also my thoughts are with Jerry Nadler's wife. Um, he's taking a couple days off uh, as house manager. She's undergoing treatment for pancreatic cancer. So thoughts with them as well. So vibes unharshed. Yeah. Yeah. And that is all I've got. So unless you have anything else, Mm-mm. everyone, please take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health and take care of each other. I've been A.G. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's The Beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>